Welcome into another edition of Taking Sides. It's your host, Al Walsh. You can find me on Twitter at 14.Walsh. As always, joined by Paulie Parlays. You can find him on Twitter at GameDayFacts. And make sure you're following the show, Taking underscore Sides out there on the Twitter sphere. Uh, welcome in. Uh, we are in the, now in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, Paul, I think, mentioned this is his favorite weekend uh, of the entire football season. And, you know, very hard to, to argue against that. We got some of the best teams going up against one another uh, this weekend. So uh, we begin the round on Saturday with eight teams, and we will go down to four at the end of Sunday. Paulie, man, I, I know all the time. Oh, I can't believe it's this week. Oh, I can't believe it's this week. And, and here we go. Eight teams left. Yeah, buddy. I mean, the divisional round, look, I think that's why they created the super wild card round to kind of compete with what the divisional round is. But in my opinion, it completely flopped where both of the two seven games were unwatchable. And that kind of tells you what we're going to get into this weekend. Cause you got the real deal eight right here. And there's no question about it. Like these of these eight teams, I think five of them can win the super bowl and we can go into that while we're running through all the games. But that's what I love as a, as a, a very sad New York giants fan. I like good football and I don't watch it very much. So now this weekend we should have four really great games and the reason that you can see that before even getting there is that the largest spread is six. You've got, you've got a three and a half, you've got a three, you've got a one and a half, and you've got a six. And that means that, that Vegas a, and is really expecting four one-score games. Will that up ultimately happen? Probably not. But it just shows you how great all eight teams are that we get to watch this weekend. Yeah, going to be super exciting. Of course, my Bucks uh, hosting the LA Rams. Uh, that Sunday card, man, Rams, Bucks, uh, Bills, Chiefs, that is going to be uh, quite a super show um, out there on Sunday. Definitely got to go out and watch that one, without a doubt. I've been out watching the Bucks games. I got to make up for lost time from last year. Like, there was a whole playoff run that I watched at home. Why? Is something going on that you couldn't go out? Yeah, there was a little something-something that went down, and, you know, it ended up just being a little something-something, not even a big something-something. And uh, and now we're sort of, you know, you got other cities like New York thinking it's a bigger something-something, and Los Angeles and San Francisco, but, uh, you know, definitely definitely got to capitalize on it this time. Not to mention, I mean, I got, I got a Stanley Cup, a Super Bowl, a Stanley Cup, and I'm trying to go for that Super Bowl again. So back-to-back, back-to-backs would be absolutely sweet. Yeah, all you need is your Phillies to actually do something, and then you're good. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. And the division got much better this year with the Mets actually looking like they're going to have a shot. I can't, you know, I know last year that we didn't do a lot of podcasting. Well, we didn't do any podcasting outside of football, but we might have to take it to uh, maybe like baseball. Maybe we do like a fantasy baseball podcast or something like that. I see no reason to pause this year. There, there There was reasoning that we paused last year. Yeah. I think this needs to just be a thing. Why Why would we get rid of something when we're getting three more followers every week? <laughs> and we thank those three followers. It's true. Three week. plus three. And it, it adds up in due time. And then we get the right follower. And then you never know. 
you know, it's funny. I talk about all this stuff, but we don't even know if we're going to have a baseball season. Uh, they are the two sides are going to meet again tomorrow, and you know, with a new proposal, and we'll see where things go. I think this is only the second time that they're meeting. Uh, so, you know, a little bit of work to be done there as well. I, that like, listen, I, I'm still kind of furious with, with baseball for not returning sooner, uh, during the year of that, that some, some that happened, but you know, and, and again, they, just greedy in general with a lot of the owners and stuff like that. But like, let's just, let's get this thing done and, and let's go folks. The it's one the thing I will, that's the way uh, of the world. Come on. I just want to say one, this. I will side with the players on the, on the one fact that they do, work 162 days a year uh, most of it in the sweltering heat so i will i will give them some, some what does that matter what do you mean you there are no off days you are, as, a, as a former college baseball player the days you're not playing are actually more important than the days you are playing think about the baseball off season is so miserable it's like november december february and then and they go and they play in in mexico it doesn't matter like half the guys. I saw I saw a hysterical clip of Marcelo Zuna playing in the Mexican League. And I'm just like, oh, he missed. Oh, that's where that guy is now. Yeah. That's a damn shame. Um, hockey, too, man. That, that's been going pretty well here. The New York Rangers have been playing some good puck lately. They just beat the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3. And then, that game uh, was crazy. Yeah. I, actually, I actually tuned in. That's not something I would normally do. Yeah, yeah, took the under on that one, so we don't need to talk about that. And uh, yeah, and then in the world of NBA, you know, Nets not really uh, not looking so good here over the last couple of days. Durant gets the knee injury, so uh, sports world is certainly a buzzing. But uh, let's get into these NFL games uh, before uh, you know shit gets really off the tracks in this one. You ready to go, Paul? You mean we're not going to talk about our ping pong bets this week? I, I tell you, Osglafistan out of Russia, looking very strong. Nice. Very strong. When are you going to start playing professional ping pong? Uh, when I can beat everyone that I play. That's ridiculous. Paul is like one of the best ping pong players on the face of the earth. I beat him once. Dude, I wouldn't get a point against these like really good guys. Wouldn't get yeah. a point. And I'm, I'm like good for a normal human. Yeah, is how I that, describe. You just need to step up the training, right? Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not, probably not going to be a pro on the golf tour. We'll see what happens this summer. But you know, I'm going out there with the hope of trying to get better each and every year. If you go pro, I will happily be your caddy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you know the courses? I I got a lot no, of no, friends. No, no, no. I'm 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 driving a cart. I'll just hold your bag. I actually I have a lot of friends that know golf pretty well, so it, they would like. Probably like if that were the case and I somehow miraculously became a pro golfer, which will never happen. But th my friends would probably like fight a like a 10 man battle royale to see who it would be. Or I would have like rotating caddies or something like that. A lot of knowledgeable golf guys in my circle. I'd be the happy Gilmore caddy where I see the coin on the green oh, yeah, and, I yeah. and I take it. Not wearing realizing one, it, it's your ball marker. To the damn tournament. Yep. Yeah. I'll wear two shoes. I promise. Um, but yeah, dude, let's get into the let's get into these Saturday games as those are the games I'm excited to bet, and then Sunday are the games I'm excited to watch. Which is odd. I think I think I got mine the other way around. But uh, well, man, the one the second game on Saturday I absolutely love, probably my favorite one of the week. But we'll get there. Let's start it off with the 
Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Titans, three-and-a-half-point favorites here. On the money line, we got Titans minus 165, Cincinnati plus 155, and a total at 46-and-a-half on this one. So I'm not really that thrilled with with the side. I, I think I would lean Titans in this matchup. Uh, I think they get absolutely better with Henry back. Um, you know, this is it's going to be interesting to see, see what he can do. But, you know, listen, the Bengals have been rocking and rolling. It's just something's up with this number here. But I think the, the play that I like more than anything is the over. So over 46 and a half on this one. Uh, the Titans do, you know, Henry's back and chugging. You know, the Bengals, they're going to be slinging the rock around. Bengals defense, though, I think is the key in this one that I, I don't think that they're up to the challenge here against the Titans. So, um, like I said, I'm going to lean Titans. But uh, where are you going here, Paul? Um, I've actually placed two bets already this week on Titans money line and Titans minus two and a half. So I, 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 I bought down whether it was three or three and a half on your site. Um, I have Titans minus two and a half and I have Titans money line. So I believe the Titans are going to win this game and I didn't, I don't want to lose by the hook. It could, you know, that that's all it is. I, I absolutely despise when you pick the winner, but you still lose the bet. So, yeah. so this is my, you know, my marginal way of avoiding that. Um, and obviously since Pauly parlays, um, I don't just have those bets. I have other, I have other plays to go along with them, which I'll, which I'll run through. I did a Saturday one. That's just the first game and the second game. I did a, I did a, if I get Saturday, right, then I have a, then I have a hedge on Sunday. Um, and, and my best bet is actually in the second game of Saturday as well. Um, but where I'm at here is the Titans are going to win. I don't know if the Titans cover three and a half, though. That's like we have a known quantity versus an unknown quantity here, which is we really we know what the Titans are. We don't really know what the Bengals are. Joey Burrow could come out and just be amazing. We, we, he, he is amazing. He is an amazing quarterback. He's done amazing things. I have never seen a franchise turn around that quickly, like two years from worst to best, which is just yeah. unbelievable from one player. Literally one player. Sure, you got Jamar Chase, but if you don't have Burrow, Chase doesn't matter. Um, but I agree. I think that I think that the Titans with Derrick Henry, as long as Henry is getting his touches, although uh, Deonta Foreman looked really good down the stretch, so sure did. So I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's crazy if those two split carries. But but Henry's the kind of runner you just keep feeding him, feeding <sighs> him, feeding him. Um, I, I think with Derrick Henry back, the Titans defense, the week off, Tannehill's been in the playoffs before. It's almost like a prove it from Tannehill and Vrabel. Um, that's what this game is going to be. I also, speaking of Vrabel, huge coaching advantage, Vrabel versus Zach Taylor. And I don't think we can question that. I think all in all, Titans are going to win the game. I don't want to lose by the hook. So I bought Titans down to two and a half or I'm taking Titans money line because it's cheap. Minus 165 isn't bad. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, there was a really interesting uh, prop bet out there today. So um, they have it out there each week. Who's going to have the most passing yards of anybody? Ryan Tannehill is dead last on that list this week. And listen, you know, like I like Cincinnati secondary, but, you know, they got some injuries on defense right now that, um, you know, they're going to hold them back a little bit. And, you know, Tannehill, like you just said it, man, he's been in the playoffs before, right? They were just in the AFC championship game uh, two seasons ago before COVID hit and you know this is you know this is uh he's been around the block before right so if, if we get a little shootout going with Joey B I kind of like that I gotta find if I'm not mistaken I think it was 15 to 1 for for Tannehill to win that bet but 
I got to I gotta find the odds on that. Right, and they're finally all there. You got to think about it, where A.J. Brown is amazing, and then no yep. one gives him any respect. Julio, is Julio's still Julio. Like, he's not Julio, but he's Julio. If you, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a really good number two. Um, and and even hitting the backs out of the backfield. And uh, Westbrook, I believe that, Nick Westbrook, had a quietly good season, and no one talked about it. Literally no one. And then my shot in the dark bet in this game, which I'm going to need you to look up for me right now. Okay. Ferkser, the tight end, anytime touchdown. I feel like they're going to say, Henry, 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 play action, free tight end touchdown. Uh, and I think he's going to be the guy. I want to go back to those most passing yard thing, but we'll go back to it. But let me see. Yeah, yeah just at some point, get me the number for Ferkser, because I bet you it's like 10 or 12 to 1. Um, he's also caught touchdowns in, in the Titans' last two games. So, it, you know, he's that, like, hot guy, and Tannehill's trusting him. He's caught all six of his targets over the last two games. Very nice. Ferks are plus 400. See, that's too, that's too cheap. Yeah. That's telling I me I might be right. <laughs> and Bengals, you're right. You know, always, they've been struggling against tight ends this season. We know that. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, the – the prop bet that we had out there that I was talking about most passing yards of anybody this week. So DraftKings actually has Jimmy G at plus 1100 uh, Tannehill also with the, the highest odds there plus 1100 there. Uh, a couple other guys on the list I want to run through. So Tom Brady actually leads on this list at plus 400. You got Mahomes at uh, plus 425 Josh Allen plus 500. That's an interesting one. Joe Burrow plus 500 as well. Matt Stafford plus 500, and then Aaron Rodgers plus uh, 550. I think Aaron Rodgers plus 550 is even a decent one there as well. I think this week there's 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 like five guys that can win this, and they're all they're they all have the same odds. Like there's the games are too good to 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 have like oh this guy stands out. It's just it, it doesn't exist this week, and it's crazy where. The two Sunday games, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, all four of them, all four of those quarterbacks could absolutely lead, lead the weekend in, in passing yards. And then you look at Saturday, the only guy that can't win it is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, legit. Joe Burrow could have a big game against the Titans. Tannehill could be in catch-up mode, have to throw the ball. And Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. The only guy, I would bet on, I would bet, I would bet my whole account on Jimmy Garoppolo not having the most passing yards this week. Yeah, yeah that's that it. But that doesn't exist. Pass. That wouldn't exist. They actually they have some really interesting numbers here too. And you know, I'll bring it up for the rushing yards because a guy from the game that we were talking about, Derrick Henry, actually has the best odds for most rushing yards, plus one seventy five in this one. That's Pretty interesting. Insane. Looking looking at the numbers too, Bengals Bengals run D. Uh, has been much better, right? Uh, 13th DVOA, 7th yards, uh, seventh fewest yards allowed per carry. Uh, so, you know, not going to be not going to be easy for Henry. Uh, but, you know, Bengals pass defense, 24th DVOA. So that's where I think, you know, the, the Tannehill profit right there could could really come into play. That's got to be one of the worst the worst numbers for any of the teams still still around in the in the playoffs right now. Yeah, but you got to think like just look at Tannehill's numbers. When when Henry's there, he's only throwing the ball 24 times, like at most. It, it's the truth. Unless somehow, like let's say his first pass, he throws a pick six where you can uh -huh. cut this clip up when that happens. 
Uh-huh. Like, they have to be so far behind for him to get, accrue enough passing attempts in order to win that. So I'm not, I'm not trying to talk against the, the odds or anything, but the no, odds make sense to me. Sh- you're talking some shit. I, I hear you. I hear the you. The odds make sense to me just because the team is so run heavy. So this is this is pretty interesting from the, the two teams this season. So uh, Bengals pass defense, as I mentioned, 24th DVOA, 10th fewest uh, yards allowed per pass. Uh, it's the complete opposite with the Titans pass defense. They're 11th DVOA and then 25th uh, in yards allowed per pass there. So, again, I think that that just adds on more more to the over in this one that both both quarterbacks might be able to do some work here in this one so that is certainly an interesting game to keep an eye on this week any other uh closing thoughts on Bengals titans uh just that in my uh in my playoff fantasy league i got henry i got ferkser who i did mention and there was my reasoning behind that and i have the titans defense so i have two different playoff fantasy leagues one you redraft every week and you try to beat three other owners so it's those four teams and the other one you draft at the beginning of the playoffs you draft a full team uh quarterback two running backs two receivers tight end flex defense kicker and as players get eliminated you just stop accruing points so you're not only picking the players you're also picking who you think will advance um so i have Tannehill and Ferkser in that one and i have the titans defense and derrick henry in the other one so uh so I'm pretty heavy Titans this weekend, and I just realized that while we're chatting. Yeah. You got to uh, – oh, man, that Ferkser one. You're a Ferkser. I can't believe it's only 4-1. to one. Is That's that first right. touchdown or anytime touchdown? Uh, anytime. That's – I. Feel, am I crazy that that's got to be 6-1 to one or longer for me to take it? I would agree. I would agree with you. You can probably, you know what? We'll look this up. Uh, Awesomeo has a really good uh, prop bet sort of like shopping thing. Shout out to Awesomeo, former, former. You're gonna player. shop around instead of jump around. Ah, shop around. I hey, like it. Hey, shop around. Don't be. Come on, you can't be giving other companies free ideas like that, Paulie. Uh, maybe that's the application that we will create. We just need someone <laughs> who's technologically savvy. Yeah. Uh, keep we, looking. We're the idea guys. That is true. And and the words, guys. And the words, like writing them, speaking them, not, you know, not so much the numbers and all that kind of quantum physics type of shit. Fun fact. Yeah. Ollie Parlays did better on his math SATs than he did on his verbal. And it makes no sense to anyone on earth because I've always been a word guy. I didn't do so good on my SATs. I actually fell asleep during a couple portions one year. That score was my worst, obviously. But <laughs> like Neon Bedeau? The other the other two times that I took it, I got the same exact score. I don't want I don't I'm not asking what you got. Did you do better on math or verbal? It was like very even, like like okay. ten point like uh ten points for whatever. I gotta be honest with you, at that point in my life, I really wasn't that bright. I was living down in Florida and I was dying my hair, so I had all that shit seeping into my brain. I've come up with what I want you to do for me winning take aside this season. Um, I want you to take the SATs again. All right, I can do that. And that, I, I will, like that would that's so interesting to me. Yeah. I wonder how you do. <laughs> and it wouldn't matter. You yeah, can anyone me too. If our listeners don't matter, anyone can sign up for the SAT. 
it's just a standardized test that high school students are the ones who are signing up for it. That, you know what? That's great. And I could even like document the whole process. Wouldn't that be hysterical? If it like, would. look, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make you color your beard. I know you were very anti that. Yeah. There's some other stupid shit that I could, that we'll come up with something that you agree to, but what will probably happen, literally, this is what it's going to be. Me winning, take a side this season, because there's literally no way you're going to come back. You have to come drive to Long Island and visit me instead of me coming to, to Jersey to visit you. God. I, is it, I think that's fair. And we'll, we'll hang out anyway. Tell me that that's not like a great. It's, it I'm is. Making, I'm making it a is. positive out of a negative. That is true. All right. I can do that. Fucking Long Island. Ugh. Oh, oh, God. My mom, here. my mom used to live out in East Hampton, so yeah, I had to. That's that's two hour. That's an hour and a half. Oh no, it's at the tip. It's at the very tip, the tippy tip. Yeah, you're only going like half, literally halfway out. So I'm on the border of Nassau and Suffolk, so it's like it's like an it's less than an hour from the city. Hmm. It's really not that far. It just seems far. It's just Long Island. It's well, different, it's man. It's also you getting to me. You technically have to get on like two extra bridges and go through the city because going from Jersey across Manhattan then to me is hard. Sweet, dude. Even better. Um, no, I'm just, I, listen, I'm, I'm just I, speaking I to, the truth. I used to play hockey out in Long Island all the time. But, we can go uh, ice skating together. We'll hold hands. But, like, the kids were jerks out there. So, But we all, like, when I played in Jersey, like, we always got in fights with the New York teams. Like, it was, like, no doubt about it. It was just something about the state lines that we just did not like each other. I, I don't get it. We're like we're like cousins, you know. I get it. no. You guys think you're better than than uh, us who's in Jersey. You, who's you guys? A lot of you, a lot of New Yorkers think they're better than New Jersey, like without a doubt. I don't without think I, I don't think anything. Like Casel with his earmuffs, right? He probably <laughs> that's he, Manhattan. That's he Manhattan. Would, nah, but he would talk shit about Jersey all the time. That is a Manhattanite. That is very different. Like sure. he's a kid. Uh, sh- sh- shout out to. Uh, What's oh? What's his is his thing? Uh, Bleach Bleacher Jones, David. That's right. Um, now we got to send him this and be like, we talked about you. Uh, check check out the twenty minute mark. Um, but that's Manhattan. Those are Manhattan kids. That's different. He went to like Upper East Side private school. That's not. You're, you're the blue collar, rough and tough Long Island. No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> come on. You guys live in the Atlantic Ocean. You guys have have had it hard, man. Oh God, come on. You and I didn't grow up that different. You're and that you think <laughs> we did. That's crazy. I don't know. You went to BU. I went to NJU. So what? <laughs> that's on you. Did no one that went to your high school go to Boston University? Uh, actually, we did. A Phil Phil Versace. Oh my you God, know. I know Phil. Are you totally, <laughs> totally messing with you? But that would be awesome. But I, I might know. know him. You never know. That is funny. But there, right. was, there was someone from your school that went to my school. Man, yeah, yeah, they did. They did. So it was a you thing. Yeah. <laughs> grew up uptown. I was downtown. What? All right. What do you think you're gonna score on your new SATs? Probably a thousand. Is it, we're doing the sixteen hundred version? You know what? We'll get rid of the writing right, section. Other oh, didn't they get rid of that? Because they, they went up to twenty four hundred at one point. There was a writing section. I think they like. God, you know. Doesn't matter. Gonna, let's let's get to the game in a week. Not even gonna say what I was gonna say, but all right. San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. Packers five and a half point favorites. 
On the money line, Green Bay minus 215, San Fran plus 200, and then we got a total at 47.5. This is one of my favorite games of the week. I am going to hammer, hammer, hammer the Green Bay Packers in this matchup. I don't care what the spread is. I think they're going to absolutely thump uh, Jimmy G and his broke-ass shoulder and whatever the hell he's got going on uh, and the finger, right? Like, it's just a bad situation for Jimmy G, so... Uh, I think the Packers are going to be able to stop the run. I mean, you know, weren't that great this season, but when you know it's coming, probably going to be a little easier to do. So I'm uh, I'm rolling Packers here. Don't really have much of a, a thought on the total, but I'll let you take it away. So if you haven't figured out from the first 20 minutes of the show, I'm also on the Packers this week. Um, we'll see where the line lands because I'm, I'm still waiting on the – the final injury report on everything from San Francisco because I think it could move the line a bit. It yep. start. We opened five and a half. We went to six now. Um, all season, anytime a game opens five and a half, I bet the favorite money line. Uh, so I'm doing that again this week. I am. T- I'm on the Packers money line in two different parlays. Um, but but I think my best bet in this game because I feel like Packers money line is like a cheat bet. Like, obviously, they're going to win this game. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. It, it's it's will they win by more than six? Um, but I love the under, 47. Uh, partially because Jimmy Garoppolo's history in cold weather is poor. And if if the 49ers can't accrue at least 20 points, I cannot see us hitting the over of 47. Uh, while I'm talking this out, if you can check, what is the 49ers team total? I think that's important here um, huh? because because I know that's something I hit on as we were running down the end of the season. I kept betting the New York Giants under team total because there was no way they were ever hitting 17. And that kept being the number. So I won bets on them, I think, the last four weeks of the season um, where I was betting against my favorite team because I knew I was going to have to watch the game anyway. But <laughs> I was just rooting that they were going to suck. And they did. Great. Go Giants. Um, so, so I love the under here because – um, number one, I think that the Packers defense is going to control the 49ers offense. And I think that the 49ers defense is good enough to at least not let the Packers to go out of control, sort of like the Chiefs did with Pittsburgh last week. So, yeah. so, so I'm looking at something like a, like a 24-10 game, something like that. It, it would make so much sense to me in this one. But, but I feel like you've got the number for me on, on 49ers and we can roll from there. Yeah, uh, 20 and a half for the Niners, which I think is way high. But that's exactly what I said. That That's yeah. without even looking at the number. If the 49ers can score 20, then then you got to consider the over. If you think they won't, then you take the under. Um, I feel like the Niners are going to be like a like a 10, a 13 or a 17. What do you think? Or, or is the number right? Is 20 and a half? Oh my God, it's right. No, I, I think I, I think the number is way high. Uh, I think they're so, going to be so we so we should take the under. Absolutely, absolutely. That's you know what we're going with there. Um, yeah, I, I, I see them landing somewhere in that seventeen sort of, you know, maybe even sixteen if they just get a bunch of field goals in this one. I could certainly see that happening. Uh, Robbie Gould, you know, not a bad kicker. I. 
I mean, I, listen, I'm more focused. I think the the Packers are going to do well on offense, right? Like, this is a good matchup for them. Uh, Devontae Adams, in particular, man, has just, like, gone nuclear against the 49ers. He's faced them four times. He's got a touchdown in every single game. Um, the last, when they faced each other this season, 12 catches on 18 targets, 132 yards and a touchdown. I think it's just going to be a very tough day for the Niners. Um, uh, Nick Bosa, I'm not Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Which which Nick Bosa is on the Niners? Yeah. What, what the hell am I doing? I don't uh, know. Nick, he's he, uh, he's got a questionable uh, designation to him this week because he was uh, concussed. Yeah, he's going to play. What? We think, but you never know with concussions. I'm sorry. I'm looking. So I'm looking at. Um, ProFootballDoc.com. They do a great job with all the injury reports and stuff like that. But uh, it threw me off because one of the headlines they have: Nick Bosa will play and be effective versus the Bucks, except they're playing the Packers. So wonderful. I was, I, I was a little thrown off. Hey, listen, that's the editorial work that you get right there if uh, if you hire a guy like myself. That's what you get. You get you you get him saying the Bucks instead of the instead of the Packers. <laughs> right. I know from experience. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Al, uh, you were talking about the Knicks here, but you're mentioning Kyrie and Durant? Yeah, listen, it happens to the best of us, you know? Did you see you that? Know? Did you? I don't, I'm asking because I don't know the answer to this. Did you watch the Nets-Wizards last night? No. It was a crazy game. The Wizards should have won. And also the Nets coach, uh-huh. there was a ball that was passed, like, on the sideline, on the three-point uh-huh. line. The Nets coach stuck his hand out, deflected the ball. A Nets guy stole it with like five minutes left, passed it up court. They went and scored. They ended up winning by one point. And like there's now like the NBA, you know, they do the officiating stuff. Uh-huh. They're like, well, we're sorry about that, but they played on. So there's really nothing we can do. It's not a reviewable play. And I'm like, yeah. the coach stuck his hand out and touched the ball. <laughs> I saw I saw something on Twitter that guy got fined, but but that's you know, insane. I, I've watched two Nets games this season and one half of each of them because they blew out a team, and I was like, all right, this is over. And then they were getting blown out, and I was like, all right, this is over. But yeah, that's all the Nets I've watched this year. And the only reason I watched the games were is because I had prop bets on the players. Solid. Speaking yeah. of prop bets, uh, yeah. one other that I like in this 49ers Packers game is a Trey Lance anytime touchdown. All right. Uh, we, we spoke earlier about Jimmy being banged up. Jimmy's got like three different injuries, but allegedly he doesn't have an injury designation. Am I, am I right about this? That like no, the way he that does. they listed him is, uh, is that he's fine? I, I did not see it that way, but again, I'm not looking at some. I'm looking because, at the, Because a friend of mine hit me up and literally like said that to me. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. He's not only he's got a shoulder, he's got a finger, and he's got something else. Like there's no way he has no designation, but maybe there's no question that he's not going to play, so that's why they have to list him as a full participant. Okay. I think that that's the reasoning behind it, but we know how banged up he is. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to you don't have to have a medical degree to see anything like that. I mean, so, so that's the guy why I'm the guy runs yeah, the guy already throws short arms. And I yeah, we talked about it earlier. I absolutely love the thinking there because you know, and again, it's sort of the game script that we think is going to happen that the Packers are just going to, you know, run up the score on the Niners and if that's the case, 
Why keep Jimmy out there? You got to bring in Trey to get some of these bigger plays going. Like, you know, let's say they're down like 24 nothing or something like that, right? Like, then that's a good opportunity for Trey Lance to come in and, and do something. Right. Although, I will say, you know, uh, that game against the Texans that he started, the touchdowns that he had were both passing. Right, but also, right, that's what exactly what I was going to say, is Trey Lance anytime touchdown means he's running it in. It doesn't yeah. mean that he's throwing a pass. Um, and all, and then when they get near the goal line, you got him, you got Debo, you got Elijah Mitchell, you have so many options. Yeah. Um, which, which we, look, this game could go in so many directions, and, but I, I honestly think that the fact that it is in, in Lambeau is the biggest difference maker here. Sure. Because the Packers being at home know how to play in cold weather versus a West Coast San Francisco team. I don't care that they run the ball great. Uh, Lambeau is a different beast. So really, you know, full circle, love the Packers this week. Um, I've, I've taken them as a leg of two different parlays money line, um, and I like the under 47 also. Very cool. Um, one of the, the cool prop bets that I saw out there this week, and again, it goes against the total opposite of, uh, you know, of what we think is going to happen in this game, but uh, Debo Samuel to have the most rushing yards this week at plus 2,500. I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, considering they give him the, the rock enough times anyway to make that matter. But again, if we think the Packers are going to be up, you know, some extraordinary amount, then Debo probably ain't getting a lot of rushing yards. Um, but, you know, again, for all you Niners homers out there that think they're going to win this game, there you go. There's a little, little side prop bet there for you. Uh, also worth noting, uh, Packers left tackle, David Bakhtiari. Uh, he's questionable this week. However, they're going to get their right tackle, uh, Billy Turner, back from the MCL screen. So, you know, obviously you want to see Bakhtiari in there. I, I don't. He hasn't been in a couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, Packers have been doing pretty well. And again, don't forget, you know, they they pretty much did a bye week in week 18 against the Lions. They had the bye week uh, for getting the number one seed in the NFC. So, you know, I guess you worry a little, hey, is there going to be any rust, uh, you know, coming from them not really playing, you know, real games each of the last two weeks. But, I, you know, listen, I think it helps sort of an older team like the Packers at this point, right? Like, you're just you're happy to get that rest. These guys, you know, these guys have won plenty of football games in the Matt LaFleur era, right? Like, they know what they're doing pretty much for the most part, right? Stick Aaron Rodgers out there, go win the damn thing, play some defense, occasionally run the football. But I think that rest was, was probably a good thing, whereas a younger team, you know, I, I don't think that the, the buy there would have helped them. Speaking of Matt LaFleur, I saw the greatest thing in the Twitterverse. Um, tell me if you saw this, that the, the Washington football yeah. team, the former Washington Redskins, at yeah. one point had LaFleur, Shanahan, and McVay yeah. all on, on their coaching staff. And instead <laughs> they were like, hey, Jay Gruden, do you want to be our head? Do you want to be our new coach? So and you let all three of those guys go and they're all in the playoffs now and they are who they are is fascinating. So Sean McVay, eight years younger, or not eight, nine years younger at that point, basically. Like, I'm sure he wasn't going to get the head coach job, right? And he then was all the those tight coaches. ends coach at that point. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looked like some kid that ran in front of the camera and, like, got got put in the picture there with the other guys. But Yeah, LeFleur was the quarterback's coach and Shanahan was the OC. 
I tell you what, though, that's uh, that's how you get Kirk Cousins paid a lot of money like that. Kirk Cousins is underrated. Uh, let's let's just be honest. He's fine. He's a good quarterback. Yes. He, he literally is good. He just he look. We've seen him in primetime games not do so well. So that's why the narrative on him is he's not so good. But he's pretty damn good. Like he's a top fifteen quarterback. You can't deny that. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, and you think about it too, like, you know, Jordan Reed was the tight end there for Washington at that point, had yep. a pretty damn good career. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's another guy. Ah, uh, man, the the Washington fam is going to crush me for this one. I thought they yeah. had another pretty good tight end, Washington. He was like 44 maybe. No, uh, that was Reagan's number. I don't know. Uh, Jamison Crowder was on that team, but he was he – was, he was younger then. He was. He's now. He's still pretty good. Jesus, was I thinking of Dallas Clark? My like my you're, mind. Is... You're talking about. Uh, I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't. Uh, Chris something. The yeah. tight end. He yeah. Very good. Oh, Chris Cooley. Chris Cooley. Chris, That's what Chris I think Cooley. That at four, right, forty-seven. I am not going crazy. Woo! And I got Chris. I got Chris. You got it. Very nice. Like um, oh, can you? Oh, also, uh, this got announced like an hour ago, two hours ago. Randall Cobb's being activated, which I, we, which I do think makes a difference. Like, like, like Aaron just likes throwing to him. That's another one. Can you check that anytime touchdown? I can. And let's like, it, it, I wonder how quickly the books catch up to this stuff. Where, like, my guess is he's ten to one, but he's probably less. But you just see it. Like, Aaron has his guys. What? Oh, oh man. man, you're making a you're face. Not, how, you're not how, gonna, ba- how bad is it? You're not going to like this, Paul. Three to one. Less? Plus 230. That's disgusting. How is that <laughs> even possible? But they know. But you add, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought it up, though, because, you know, Cobb in the offense, it spreads things out a little more. You know, it's a, it's a, a trustworthy, reliable type of receiver there, Fran Rogers, somebody that he's familiar with. If I'm not mistaken, I think Cobb had like two touchdowns in one of his last games before he got hurt. So this is still a guy that can put some numbers up, baby. When Cobb is there. So, okay, Devontae is the one. No question about that. If Cobb is there, it takes away from Lazard. Because Lazard, when Cobb is out, just gets those extra throws. He got the record breaker from Rodgers. And then you also have Aaron Jones out of the backfield. Um, who can catch passes. He's kind of taken the Tunyon uh, passes since since he got hurt. And they, they didn't even, like, need a, another tight end. That's the other thing that's so amazing about Aaron Rodgers. Tunyon goes out, and he's like, don't worry about it. I'll just throw it to the running backs instead. <laughs> ah. it's, it's absolutely amazing that, like, how good Aaron Rodgers is. And I'm assuming that he wins the MVP. I'm sure you don't love that because Brady was amazing this year. But don't worry. Listen, we got a Super you got Bowl last year. We got a Super Bowl last year. Brady got plenty of hardware. Let's try to do it again. But no, absolutely. And listen, you know me. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of what Aaron Rodgers has been doing off the field this season. So listen, I hope he has all the success in the world and shuts all these people up. You know, what you're saying? a you're a big fan of Jeopardy and uh, and the discount double check. That, that's correct. And State got Farm it, commercials. Yeah, very that's big. They, you got the Rod. You get the Rodgers right. So I actually was trying to add um, Aaron Rodgers' most pass yards out of anybody this week to that to that parlay that we oh, were the, talking the about. One that, the one that we faked it out, and we're like, yeah. oh, this will be fun. Yeah, what, talk, won't, talk, talk it out. Tell me. It doesn't matter. All right. So hold on. they won't let me do it, though. But uh, Because Paul, it's like a special one. 
Yeah, Paulie talked about Trey Lance anytime touchdown. And then we are going to talk about Rams Bucks next. Uh, but there's one Odell Beckham Jr. His over under on yards is only 46 and a half. So if you combine these two, uh, it's a two pick parlay for uh, pl- a little more than plus 1200 right there. So. I mean, that's some serious chat right there, right? Like, let's let's do the math right now. Right, and I said to Al, find one more, and it'll be 20 to 1. That's, yeah. that's, that's what we're going for. 25 pays out 328, or I'm sorry, 327 on this one. So, yeah, we can add another one. and. So, yeah, get. we got, look, the, the Trey Lance is the escalator, and that's the one that's obviously least likely to occur. Right. Um, but, well, you, you know we do this. We do this, we do this all the time, where we kind of just talk it out, and it's like, why don't we make that bet? That sounds wonderful. I show you how to do this, son. All right, I, I can't believe Cobb is only is is only two uh, is only plus two thirty. That blows you know, my mind. I'm looking at these odds on DraftKings, and they're usually they're probably the most stingy with the player props. So let me kick it over to Caesars. Yeah, What's it's all up? good. Like like I I believe you, but like you got this guy hasn't played in a couple weeks, and he's clearly like the fifth option, and he's still that light where like what's Aaron Jones, what's AJ Dillon, what's Lazard and what's Devante. If he's plus two thirty, they all should be less. All right. So I'm looking on Caesars right now. So Cobb is plus two, <laughs> plus two forty five. Oh, we got, we got him. We got him. Huge discount there. Uh, Lazard plus one seventy. Who else did yep. you say? Dylan Jones and Devante. Um, Wow. I guess they don't have the running backs up. Odd. They don't have odd uh, odds. Odd odds. I just came up with a great, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Promo? Oh, like the, the, when you come up with a name for a segment. Oh, there we go. Wow. Odd odds. All right, here we go. DraftKings got him. Dylan is even money. Um, right there on the mark. So is Jones. That's interesting. The That's two of them. Crazy. I don't. All right. That. Let's let's see what this. And wait, that is. means Devante's minus. You're playing a you're paying a vig on Devante. Uh yeah, minus one thirty five. That's that's just absurd. He'll do it, but that's absurd. I mean, Devante's Devante's a he's a seasoned vet, man. He's a pony. Rolling. I, out there. I hear you. And yes, he's going to catch at least one. Oh my god. Um. All right. Let's go to my boys. Tampa Bay. So Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Bucks, we'll call them two and a half point favorites here. I assume that's where they're going to close. Uh, total at 48. And, uh, I'm sorry. Money lines. We got to get to first. Uh, Bucks minus 150. Rams plus 130. Total 48 and a half on this one. So, Paulie, I'll let you go first on this one, even though this is my my team here. Oh, uh, well, thing, thank you. Thank you. One thing, one thing that we do have to note though, Tampa Bay has two huge injuries uh, on their offensive line. You've got um, Tristan Wirfs and then Ryan Jensen, both questionable. Neither has practiced yet uh, at this point of the week. So that's obviously not a great sign, but uh, you know, these guys are, they're seasoned vets. Hopefully, you know, we just, they just roll them out there without needing a lot of reps or practice or anything like that. Brady's got a lot of trust in these guys too. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But with all that being said, who do you like in this one? So thanks for the alley. Here's the oop. Yeah. Where, where exactly what you're saying is why 
I am betting the Rams at plus three. So I see plus three minus one twenty, and that's that's like a sweet spot for me. I, I I'm I, I hate to to pay the extra vig, but missing those two offensive linemen or having them banged up, I don't think Worfs is going to play, and I think Jensen is playing at seventy percent. In going into last week, the five offensive linemen on the Bucks had played something like ninety seven percent of the snaps together. And that matters so much where the way that I'm looking at this is in this game and on Sunday, which I, which I said earlier, I think that there are five teams that are, that are left in the playoffs that can win the Super Bowl. Four of those five are playing on Sunday, meaning two will be eliminated no matter what, where that the fact that I can get the Rams at plus three with, with only a little extra vig at minus 120, I'm on the Rams plus three. But that doesn't mean I don't think the Bucs are going to win the game. I just think if the Bucs win, they win by three. And why not sort of ride it where I'm not only getting the Rams plus the points, but the Rams can also win the game outright. Yeah. I mean, listen, from the numbers perspective, you know, you go up to three and a half. I think that that's obviously a very smart play. Although, you know, like everybody in the world is is on the Rams at this point, you know, and, and I think that they're going to be they're going to be like everybody's like, oh, we can get Tom Brady. But the one thing that I do like Tampa Bay's defense is is pretty damn healthy. I think the, the most healthy that they've been all season. So, um, you know, it's good to have those guys because they were such a huge part of winning the Super Bowl last year. I mean, I, like the they pitched an absolute like perfect game there in the Super Bowl there against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So certainly, uh, certainly need those guys without a doubt. If the, if the bucks are going to do anything big here, um, you know, just sort of looking at everything else in this game. What, um, with the total here, what, uh, what were you thinking? I have literally no opinion on the total. That was, uh, this is one of the two things I could not figure out this week where okay. where the thing is we have two really good offenses we have two really good defenses we have two we have one surefire hall of fame quarterback and we have one underrated probably hall of fame quarterback uh, obviously stafford is the surefire i don't know about this brady guy we'll, we'll see what happens there um and then and then like you look at these defenses the reason the bucks won the super bowl last year is the defense i understand you had tom brady i understand that your offense was amazing but the defense won, won that Super Bowl for you. Do you do you agree or disagree with that statement? I agree. Okay. And then you got you got the all-in Rams who have Ramsey, Donald, Von Miller. That's three Hall of Famers. Yeah. They pick up Eric Weddle. Literally, he was like a, a <laughs> like a school teacher last week, and he's now playing. Um, where the Rams are so all-in here, where uh, this game could end up being like a like a twenty seventeen. But I could also see an utter shootout where we get like 34-31. So 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 I'm I'm off the I'm off the over under. I like the Rams plus the points. And like we said earlier, uh, love Beckham over 46 and a half yards. All right. So interesting. Um, when these teams played each other the first time this season, all the way back in week three, Rams did a they did a number on the Bucks that day. It was not a pretty day for for my Tampa boys. But um, one interesting note out of that, right? So Gio Bernard, uh, Tampa Bay was down a lot in this one. Gio Bernard like tacked on the stats in that game. He had nine catches, 
for 51 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, you just wonder if, you know, hey, maybe they found something in that matchup. And Gio had a pretty decent role last week, uh, kind of pairing up with Keyshawn Vaughn. Now, you know, part of the, the thing that, you know, kind of puts some shade on this is that uh, Leonard Fournette probably going to play this week. You know, how how available is he going to be, though? But I could certainly see the Bucks rolling with three running backs. I mean, Ronald Jones is questionable, too. I mean, he's probably going to be the odd man out. He probably played his last game as a buck already. But this is um, this is going to be interesting with the with the running backs. And I think, too, you get Fournette in there, you get an extra blocker in the backfield. That kind of helps a little bit. So, you know, maybe maybe they use him more as a blocker as opposed to you know, a pass catching back, which he has been a lot this season. And, you know, some of that because Gio has been injured for a while, but he's back now. He had a pretty decent role. Like I said, last week, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn's a guy too. Um, who's pretty interesting. Uh, we were talking about the, like the prop bets for, uh, for all these different guys for scoring a touchdown. How about Gio Bernard at plus 175? Like what? Why? I don't, I don't get it. Like, am I being crazy that like the lines used to be so different? Like when we first started betting and now that sports betting is everywhere, I feel like the the anytime touchdown numbers used to be the, the first touchdown scorer numbers and they keep getting cheaper and cheaper on us because more and more people are now betting. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Gio Bernard is, is less than two to one. Yeah. Can I bet against him scoring a touchdown? Like, that that's gonna be the next thing. <laughs> I like here too. Bucks defense plus four fifty. Rams defense at plus five fifty. Both interesting numbers there. So the defenses are five to one, but nothing else. That's crazy. I was I was trying to see. So like Brady's plus six hundred. Does he run one in? Brady uh, loves he, the the jump the jump and push. But does he do that against Aaron Donald? Probably not. Right. Like, and Von Miller, both who of them. The, who the hell would want to do that? Uh, don't forget too, the Bucks have Le'Veon Bell. He's plus one thousand to score a touchdown in this one. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Leonard Fournette for real? Because I'm asking for personal for personal matters. Because I have the the weekly fantasy where we redraft, and I don't think right. Fournette's going to get drafted. Where there's only four teams. My team has Derrick Henry, and Fournette and Singletary are both out there. Um, and I'm kind of amazed by that, where I would have thought that they would have fallen into the top four, but it's Aaron Jones, it's Mitchell, it's Henry, and who am I missing? Aaron Jones, Mitchell, Henry, and the fourth team hasn't picked the running back yet. So he'll probably take... Mixon? Oh, Mixon went too. Wait. Yeah, one team has two running backs. So yeah, Mixon, Mitchell, Henry, and Jones have all went. And, and it's amazing to me that Singletary, who's the every down back on the Bills, and Fournette, who when he's there has been amazing for the Bucks, have not been drafted. Um, so interesting news here, right? So I'm quoting Pewter Report. Um, they say that uh, Byron Leftwood says that they're still using the whole week to see how Leonard Fournette works. They won't determine how much playing time he'll get. Once he's healthy, though, Lenny will be Lenny. So pretty much what we thought, right? Like he's just going to be a true game time decision, and we have no idea how much he's going to play. So I had him in this like week-over-week fantasy contest last week. I Uh got zero points from him, and my team still advanced. 
I found that to be impressive. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So two of the four teams advance. Me and my partner, Evan, sh- shout out, Evbo, um, advanced by like 1.6 points, getting a zero from Fournette, who was our second, second round pick. Interesting. So we got, wait, we got lucky as hell, in other words. <laughs> did you say that you guys redraft each round? Mm-hmm. You do? Every, every week we do, we do a snake draft. And the wow. way that, the, that each week is set up is the team with the most points the previous week, then mm-hmm. in the new grouping, gets to pick if they want one, two, three, or four as their pick. So we had the least points. So it went most points wanted one, second most points wanted two, Third most points picked four, so we got the third pick, and we took Henry. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, interesting numbers here that I just saw from Gio Bernard. This is hysterical. So a guy that had eight eight rushes all season long. He had <laughs> he had eight eight rushes, right? And then they gave him thirteen in the playoff game last week. Yep. Crazy. That was crazy. Crazy. Oh, by the way. I saw something here too. Leonard Fournette on his Instagram, I guess, or maybe Twitter. Uh, I will see you guys Sunday. So he looks like he's got he'll, every intention of playing. He'll see us where? <laughs> he will see you Sunday. That's good. That's good. That's great for you guys. And if anyone doesn't understand, I keep referring to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as you guys because 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 Alan Walsh is a huge Bucks fan. That's right. And you know, I gotta tell. I had to tell people last week, like, listen, I am not a front runner, right? Like, this is where I lived, man. And it's just now they're finally becoming good. It was like COVID made all your, of my Who was teams. your quarterback when you first started liking the Bucks? Was it Vinny? It was the Trent Dilfer, Sean King combo. Wow. Super, Super Bowl winning quarterback, Trent Dilfer. That's right. Just not with the Tampa Bay Bucks. So I once, then... And from well, there, you went to Brad Johnson, that's or was right. there, or was Freeman in between? It was it was Dilfer, it was King for a while, and then Johnson replaced. And then King. and then Josh Freeman, because Freeman was there for a minute. Remember him? Yeah, no, I think. Um, geez, the Bucks did this like rotation of quarterbacks for a while, where it was like guys like Chris Sims, Brian Greasy, Byron Leftwich, who's the offensive coordinator right now. Um, and then I think they went to Josh Freeman. But you're also talking Brad Johnson, who got you guys a Super Bowl. Not that he Absolutely. did anything, but he was Absolutely. there. <laughs> Trent, Trent Dilfer once flicked me off on a golf course because nice. I was just, you know, not. And that was actually when he was playing for the Ravens when he did that. That's also uh, when he won his Super Bowl. That's right. In Tampa. Against my New York Giants. In that, Tampa. That how, how, how amazing was that? But uh, no, Tampa was a great place to live. But. Um, I'm moving there next week. Still, so, uh, I I got a friend down there. He like he's always at like Bucks games, Lightning games, rate like I'm like all right, bro. Like I don't I don't need to you know be wishing I was there and shit. I have a friend who lives down there as well. He has a ridiculous apartment, like like the the thirty something floor. He overlooks the 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 is is it a river? Or what is it there? It's Whatever the, the body of water is, the he's Gulf got a, of Mexico. He's, he's got a boat. He lives. He lives up the block from the uh, from the the Lightning, the Amelie Center. Is oh that what it's yeah, called? yeah, 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 yeah. He lives right yeah. there. Like I, I went to visit him it, uh, probably five years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Because I went on a cruise out of Tampa, 
I visited him. We hung out and then uh, went to a Yankee spring training game against the Phillies randomly. Nice. Um, and then got on a cruise. And like hanging out with him that one night, I'm like, like, yo, everything's like a dollar here. It's so weird. <laughs> Like, like, I'm like, oh, I'll have a bucket of beers. Oh, that's $7, sir. I'm like, you don't mean $27? Yeah, they know how to treat their people down there. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, so let's get to the last game of the night. It's the, the Bill, well, the last game of the divisional round. Uh, the Bills uh, traveling to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we saw this matchup earlier this season. I think week five, Bills absolutely stomped them out. Uh, on the money, well, Chiefs are favored by two and a half here. On the money line, Chiefs minus 130, Bills plus 120, and the total at 54 and a half. I think I've actually seen the line go down a little bit. I've seen uh, Chiefs at minus two. I even saw minus one and a half earlier in the day. So uh, a lot of a lot of good things looking like they're going to be happening for the Buffalo Bills. That is who I'm rolling with in this one. Is are you rolling the same way, Paulie? So I am still to be determined on the winner of this football game. But okay. I do think that whoever wins this game wins the Super Bowl, which which says something. Interesting. I think that this is the Super Bowl. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How or how would the winner of this game win the Super Bowl if the Bucs are going to win the Super Bowl? They can't both win, Paul. That's true, and I don't think that's going to happen. But what? But but yes, exactly. Yes, my answer is yes. I believe that whoever wins this Chiefs Bills games game will win the Super Bowl. Um, you have. You have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who have made two straight Super Bowls, won one, lost to your Bucks last season, and yeah. you have the up-and-coming Bills, who were right there. It, it sort of reminds me of the, the Nets of last season, where if Durant <laughs> doesn't step on the line, then they beat the Bucks and they win the NBA championship. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what this game is to me. Who, whoever wins this game will ultimately win which is why I can't make a decision because I'll have futures bets on both teams to make the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. So I'm just hoping that both teams come out of this game healthy and that then they can win two more games because that will then prove that I was correct at the beginning of the season. I, I just hope I hate that they're playing in the divisional round and not the conference championship, but I like the under here. Uh 50, so it's 54 and a half. Okay. And in the past 20 years of the divisional round, there the, the total has closed above 54 just three times. I will wow. give a shout out to at Stucky2 for giving me this information. And then, yes, as a good journalist, I went and confirmed it. But in <laughs> the, the last 20 years, the total has closed above 54 during the divisional round three times. In those three games, you had 2021 Chiefs-Browns, final score of 22-17. to 17. You have Chiefs-Colts in 2019, final score 31-13. And you have Broncos-Chargers in 2014, final score of 24-17. So what does that say to me? That we're going to have a great, great game and we're going to hit the under. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, all right, or under. My, my whole thing with... Uh, going with the Bills here, I just, you know, listen, it feels like it's their time. They're clicking right now. Uh, just an absolute dismantling of the Patriots. I feel like, you know, what's that saying? In, in order to 
you know, the in best, order you have to beat the best. Exactly right. So that and was that's kinda, what they'll have to do. They got to beat the Chiefs. That yeah. That, I mean, listen, the Patriots were like the first monkey off their back. Now they're knocking a, a gorilla off their back in KC this week, and then. You know, and then you could have a, a situation where you probably match up with the Titans, right? Like, assuming they win, and we're going to be right with that. Um, you know, the Titans have given the Bills some trouble. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if I agree with your – the winner of this game wins the Super Bowl. I, well, I definitely don't because the Buccaneers are going to be doing it. But Stop uh, thinking about your fandom and just be real. No, it's not fandom. It's 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 knowledge. Knowledge and greatness playing quarterback for the team. If your offensive line is not there, you guys can't win the Super Bowl. You know, you act like you say like they cannot, like they would not be able to. What if the Bucks, you know, they the next two guys that step up, next man up mentality in Tampa Bay. Uh, 